0: Do you ever get the screen time report on your phone and you're like, oh Oh my gosh, I'm like, what do you mean I was on my phone for 17 hours of the day?
1: Welcome to the Digital Dreamer, where we believe it's possible to escape the suffocating 9 to 5, achieve financial independence, have the freedom to do the things you love, and contribute to the greater good all by being smart about digital marketing.
0: Hey everyone, this is Abby, And I'm Kim. Welcome to episode 10 of the Digital Dreamer podcast. Today we are talking about self-care for the small business owner. I'm excited about this one. It seems like
1: as business people... We get so busy focusing on our business and all the things that we have to do that we often neglect ourselves.
0: I feel like, especially as a small business owner, you just have so much to do. And a lot of times you don't have a big team. And so you just put off taking care of yourself. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can take care of your body, soul, and mind.
1: Yeah, so... Speaking of taking care of your body and soul, Abby, you got to go hang out with some friends and recharge a little bit over the weekend. Tell us about that.
0: Yes, I went to a friend from college's wedding, and it was really fun. It was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was just really good to see a bunch of my friends. I haven't seen a lot of them in two years because of the pandemic, and so it was just really good to see friends and and laugh and have a good time.
1: It looked like you guys had a lot of fun. And I took your baby sister to college over the weekend and got her all settled in, in her very, very tiny dorm. I think that this is impossible to believe, but you had a really, really small space your freshman year. I feel like she has even less space to put her stuff than you did.
0: Well, I did have a very small space freshman year. But one thing is that we had huge closets in that dorm.
1: This is not a big closet. It was my not.
0: my closet was really big, but my space was so small. But I think it worked well for me because I liked the, the coziness of it all.
1: And so then after we got her all settled in, we went to Breckenridge and stayed in a gorgeous house, and got to go hiking, and go to all of these restaurants that are typically booked out during ski season, and so we were able to get in and have some great food, and it was just so relaxing. I felt like I completely checked out of work and just was able to let my mind relax for the first time in months. So it was super nice.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, your photos looked so gorgeous. It made me want to go to the mountains. You know, I'm more of a beach girl, but it really made me want to go to the mountains.
1: Well, so I always thought I was a beach girl. And then I was there. I think I maybe am not a ski girl, but I might be a mountain person in the off season because that was pretty cool. So I feel like we both got some good self-care in over the weekend, kind of just recharging, hanging out with friends and family, laughing, having a good time. And I think that's super important just for anybody, but especially as a small business owner, when you are putting all that pressure on yourself to fully support yourself and any team members, and then also keep up and keep all your clients happy.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some of these ways that we can practice self-care as small business owners. I think number one, and I think this is probably the most important one, is to set boundaries. I have trouble with this, but it's okay to say no to things. You don't have to say yes to everything. That doesn't make you not a nice person. It doesn't make you not a hard worker. You're allowed to say no. You don't have to say yes all the time. And it's also okay to log off, to not work past 5 p.m. if you don't want to. It's okay also to not work for free, even for your family. Your time and your energy are so sacred and valuable that these boundaries are really important. Now, on the flip side
1: of what you said, I, since you were a little, little kid, have worked kind of contract labor type of jobs. And one of the things that I have always really loved is that it gave me flexibility. What I've always loved about it is that when you were little, I could do most of my work while you guys were taking naps or do my work after you all went to bed so that I was able to have the best of both worlds. But I think. To your point, you still have to set boundaries because otherwise it's easy to find yourself working what feels like you're working all day, every day.
0: And then this kind of goes along with setting boundaries, but having a healthy work-life balance is, I think, also really important when you're a small business owner. You know, not living to work, but working to live. Mm-hmm. You should have a life outside of work and and make sure you're balancing that well with finding little things to do for yourself every day. And having a healthy work-life balance can even just be something like getting up a little earlier to read a chapter of your book or deciding you're going to take a little bit of a longer lunch and you're going to cook yourself something really gourmet and delicious. Or maybe you take a longer lunch and you do a nice walk in the park.
1: I've kind of started this thing that I call my pay yourself first theory, which isn't as selfish as it sounds, but Mm -hmm. basically it just means that every day I am going to get up and I'm going to do something for myself first before I jump into work. Because I tend to, once I start working, get completely absorbed in it and I have a hard time pulling myself away. It's just hard when you really like what you do. To set those time boundaries, especially to have that work-life balance, because sometimes your work is your fun also. And so I also just try to make sure that every morning I have a plan for what I'm going to do for myself. So a lot of times it is just getting up and walking the dogs. But if I decide that I want to go for a trail run in the morning before I start working, I make sure I do that. Or if I want to go for a bike ride, I do that. Or if I know that I have something I have to do in the morning, then I slot into my calendar and set all kinds of alarms so that I have to stop working. If I decide I'm going to go work out at Orange Theory over lunch, then I schedule the appointment and set alarms so that I can't just keep working through it. And I just think that's a super important thing because you need to make sure you're doing things for yourself every day.
0: It's kind of like the whole you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you have to do things that fill your soul so that you can be your best self for your business, for your clients. And I also think it's really important to be intentional about taking care of yourself. Do you know what kinds of things make you happy? What kinds of things set your soul on fire, what kinds of things fill your cup. For me, some things that I always know are going to make me feel good are cooking myself my favorite meal, going to bed early after reading a book, using an awesome bath bomb that I've been saving, sitting in my bed, getting ready for bed in new sheets and and drinking some tea right before I go to sleep, or calling my mom. (laughs) It's very important to Actually sit down and think about, okay, what are these things that I know make me feel taken care of, make me feel happy, make me feel comfortable, are going to set me up to have a great day, to have a great day tomorrow, whatever that is.
1: I think it's also important just to have that self-awareness so that when something major happens in your life, you already know what things you can turn to, what things in your life make you happy. So that you have the tools to pull yourself out of that big, dark, scary place. This week is my seven year cancerversary, seven years since I went through my mastectomy and then chemo following it. I think about this a lot when it comes to self care. So I knew what I needed ahead of time to be able to stay up and positive throughout that really challenging time. And so when people would ask me, Hey, what can we do for you? Can we bring you meals? Can we do this? Can we do that? There were a lot of things that we just didn't really need. I mean, people brought us food at first, but that wasn't really what we needed. We needed the moms that came around and brought you guys snacks and sat with you and talked to you and just nurtured you in those times when I wasn't emotionally available, like I was having my surgery and you had an audition that night. And there were moms that took care of you and made sure you were taken care of. And after I started to feel better, as soon as I was cleared, I knew that I needed to be around people and I needed, because I've always been so active, I needed to run. Well, I couldn't run yet. So we had moms that made a list and volunteered every single day. I had a mom who would go anywhere from, walk with me anywhere from three miles to six miles. And those were just things I remember about people being there for me. You know, when people would say, well, how can I help you? Those were the things that I would suggest because I already knew what would help me and would keep me up. So I think in addition to the kinds of things that you're mentioning, it's just good to be aware of what you need so that when somebody notices that you're down and they say, hey, hey, how can I help you? What do you need? You can say, hey, these are some things we could do together. or Why don't you come and go have some tea or let's go pick out a candle together or whatever it is that would make you happy.
0: Or let's have a Twilight Saga movie marathon. There you go. <laughs> that's that's one thing that I love doing. I feel like I'm always like, hey, friends, like once a month, I'm like, hey, friends, anyone want to come sit in the dark and, and watch a Twilight movie marathon with me? And they're like, did we not just do that last month? I know you <laughs> and your
1: sisters. That's like everybody's thing. Let's go watch Twilight.
0: Did you know that when my sister came to visit earlier this month, we watched the entire Twilight Saga while she was here?
1: I did not hear that. (laughs) That is fun and not surprising.
0: (laughs) But speaking of, you know, watching the entire Twilight Saga, which involves staying up late because those are, that's a lot of movies. As a small business owner, guys, it is so important to remember to sleep. I know we've been talking about how, especially when you're a small business owner, it's so easy, especially when you love what you're doing to just keep going. I have found myself before like reopening my computer at 10 PM. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just thought of something. I'll just do this real quick. And then suddenly I'm like, now it's midnight. And that's two hours later than I was going to go to bed. So that's another reason, I guess, why boundaries are important, you know, make a list and do it later. But remember to sleep. Sleep is so important. You cannot be your best self for your, for you, your business, your clients, if you're running on empty. And not only sleep, but fuel your body. Make sure you're eating and sleeping. I know this sounds so, you're like, I always sleep and eat. But do you really sleep and eat? Like, do you sleep enough and eat well? And are you fueling your body in a way that's going to have you be your best self for your business? We were talking about
1: this on some other call I was on yesterday, and it's all connected mind, body, and spirit. You have to take care of yourself in all of those areas. And taking care of your body is fueling, it's eating enough, it's eating high quality foods, it's getting sleep, it's getting exercise. And I mean, I could go off on this forever, but exercise and nutrition and sleep are probably the three most important things you can do as a business owner to make your business successful even because if you are not taking care of your health, that is all you have. And if you are not taking care of yourself, you are not at your best, your mind is not at your sharpest, you don't have the energy that you need to pour into your work and into your employees or your clients, whatever type of business you have, you have to take care of yourself. And I mean, sleep, sleep is so hard, especially, I mean, there's so many things we do that make it hard to sleep, but our bodies heal and recharge when we sleep and all this bragging about oh, I only need four hours of sleep. Very, very few people can get by on four hours of sleep. That's super rare. And so if you're not getting quality sleep, figure out things you can do to get better sleep and start talking to your doctor about it is a really good place to start. Do you post inconsistently, share content on a whim, or make it up as you go along? Or maybe you're posting based on trends or doing what everyone else is doing. If you're doing any of these things, Your business is suffering as a result. Your business needs a consistent message and a consistent presence, not one based on things that pop into your head first thing in the morning. What if one simple change in your business unlocked engagement, trust, revenue, and the ability to live life on your terms? Ready for the secret? Savvy marketers plan their content. They don't leave things to chance. They don't chase shiny objects, and they aren't jumping from trend to trend, hoping to go viral. We can help you with this in our new course, Build Your Content Plan in a Weekend. Head over to our website, irisdigitalmediagroup.com slash plan.
0: And also, I always have to remind myself to, because I work from home, to get out of my dark little small business dungeon and go outside and be in the sun because it's so easy when you work from home to just never leave because you're like, I work here, I sleep here, I eat here, what, do I, what else do I need? I don't need to go outside, but you do need to go outside. And
1: see, this goes back to my pay yourself first theory because I need to be outside and I hate it when I get to the, to fall to the end of summer and realize, Oh, I spent my whole summer behind my computer and barely got outside to do the things I like. And so I'm also just really aware of using seasons to reset your routine instead of just using January for New Year's resolutions. Back to school time is just another natural time for students and parents. Your routine changes naturally because. Your kids have to go to school or your kids are leaving for college or just people's routines change. So that's another good time of the year to just take a look at your habits and make sure that you're doing all the things that you need to do to care for yourself. So I always think of fall and New Year's resolutions, January 1st, and then also sometime in the spring heading into summer, whether that's when your kids get out of school for the summer or maybe it's Memorial Day weekend. I think those are just three natural times to kind of do a reset on your habits.
0: I definitely agree. I always find myself wanting to refresh my routine and take a step back and like look at my routine and what I'm doing in the fall. And maybe that is because of back to school or maybe it's as the weather starts getting crisper and cooler, it makes you want to... I think it's something about the weather change that always makes me want to take a step back and reevaluate my goals, my plans, my routine. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And also just as if you live in a place where there are seasons, which I get that not everybody has, but where we are, we have some pretty distinct seasons and the types of activities that you can enjoy vary depending on the season.
0: Another thing is knowing that you don't have to do everything by yourself. I agree. It is good
1: to either outsource or to build a team, even if you have to start out by hiring somebody who just works for you part-time or a couple of hours or you get an intern, but finding somebody to take some of those tasks off your plate that you don't especially enjoy so that you can use your mental energy in the places where you already excel.
0: And it's great to have a team, even if it's a small team. So that when you're feeling drained or you're burnt out or you're sick, you can lean on your team. Because when you think about it, as a small business owner, you don't always get the privileges that you might get working at a big company. But at a big company, you would have paid time off. You would have sick days. It's really easy for us as small business owners to be like, I know I'm on my deathbed right now and I'm like so sick, but I'm going to work today. And so I think that's why it's like having a team is great for your small business because you can lean on them when you're having days that if you were working for a bigger business, you would be able to take that day off. True.
1: Another thing that goes Along with this, is remembering the power of mentors. You can have a mentor. And if you don't have somebody, a boss, or somebody who even knows that they're your mentor, but you want to be able to learn from somebody who's further down the path from you. So why make mistakes that somebody that you know has already made? Why not use the benefit of? somebody else's knowledge. So whether that's somebody who wants to take you under their wing or you're hiring a coach or you're listening to podcasts or you're reading a book or enrolling in a college course, these are all shortcuts. There are ways to advance your knowledge and your skills and learn from somebody who's been there before you so that you don't have to spin your wheels and try to figure it all out yourself. I mean, why do that when there are so many good ways these days to take huge leaps in your knowledge?
0: And I know that you might be thinking, I thought this was supposed to be self-care and you're telling me to read a book and take a course and it doesn't have that doesn't have to be stressful, but it can be something that doesn't add stress to your life but it does still enhance your knowledge. And then I guess kind of on the flip side of that a little bit is remembering to unplug every once in a while. I always think it's so easy for me, especially because we work with social media and stuff a lot, to be just glued to my phone 24-7. And I have to remind myself to put my phone down, maybe even put it in the other room, put it on Do Not Disturb. Do you ever get the screen time report on your phone and you're like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I'm like, what do you mean I was on my phone for 17 hours of the day? I don't think that's media possible.
1: <laughs> and when you run a social media business, you are constantly on your phone interacting with people, but also to post clients' content. And so ours is already high. But when that phone is in your hand, you have to remember, do the task and put the phone down because otherwise you can get sucked in to so much social media scrolling every time you get on your phone to do something.
0: Oh, I know. I just always have to remind myself that if I want to unplug for the evening, that's okay. The world will go on and people will survive without me for one evening. One of my favorite parts about
1: being out of town for the weekend and going to the mountains and hiking it was just completely unplugging from social media. The world... All of our clients, and I love our clients, so I'm not saying anything bad about our clients. But just completely getting all my thoughts about everybody else's business out of my head, and just being in nature and watching the water flow over the rocks and smelling those yummy, the smelling those trees. I mean, just being <laughs> those outside, <yummy>
0: trees, <laughs> those yummy
1: trees. Oh my gosh! And your aunt had foxes. And a moose in her yard. Of course, the minute we left, so I was really bummed, but I did get to see a fox run through her backyard. I mean, they just like right. And a couple of weeks ago at their other house, they had a bear in their yard. Anyway, I just think it's so cool the things that you can see outside and just when you're paying attention to your surroundings.
0: I was the same. I mean, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so not as exciting as where you were, but. I was hardly on my phone this weekend either, just because I was having such a good time just reconnecting with my friends and laughing and telling stories and catching up. You don't realize how important that time is with people where you're just having genuine face-to-face conversations and nobody's on their phone until you have it. And you're like, wow, that was amazing.
1: (laughs) I love that. And I think that that is just in general, it's kind of self-care, but it is just a relationship tip. Also, to be engaged with the people in the room with you at the time and not be absorbed in your phone or social media or what's on the television, but to be present with the people that you are there to see, because that's going to be so much more rewarding than screen time.
0: So- my love language is quality time. And one of the things you'll learn if you're looking up how to love somebody whose love language is quality time better is that people whose love language is quality time really, it really hurts their feelings and they don't like it when they're trying to spend time with you and you're on your phone the whole time. So one of the tips that you'll learn if you Google it or search it or whatever is to unplug when you're with those people because they really want you to be engaged. And I think that's true. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then I just think another good tip that works
1: for everybody also is journaling. And I know that maybe even guys are like, I don't want to journal or maybe that just sounds too out there. Journaling is just a good way to get your thoughts and your feelings out on paper. It's also a good place to write your goals down and to keep track of your goals. I cannot believe the number of times where I have written something down And then months later, I'll go back and be like, what did I say that day? Or I'm just rereading different things. And the number of times that those things have happened, because when you're staying focused on your goals, it just makes it more likely that you're going to achieve those things. Kind of like, oh, this is also good self-care too, but kind of like when you are making a point of looking for the good things in your day you're going to experience more good things in your day. Journaling kind of works the same way. It helps you be more aware of the good times, the happy times, the positive things in your life.
0: As a small business owner, practicing gratitude is very important. I had a friend that I saw on Twitter who missed a
1: flight or missed a connecting flight. Something happened and she was stuck in this town for an extra day. And she said that her friend said, hey, why do you think the reason is that you were meant to be in this place for an extra day. And she's like, hmm, I don't know. But she said it made her search and look for it the entire time. And she was more aware of all the good things that happened in that time. So instead of dwelling on, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm stuck in this airport and blah, blah, blah another day, she decided to make it a challenge. and look for, well, why is it? What is going on here? Why am I supposed to be here right now? And it completely turned the experience around, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that is really cool. I love that story. I think that's a good number of tips for how to take care of yourself as a small business owner. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I would love it if anybody else wants to share their thoughts with us, other things that you use as a small business owner to take care of yourself. You can send us an email or comment on any of our social media posts. And I would just love to hear what other ideas people have. All right. What's our marketing
0: tip this week?
1: Well, I have a couple of thoughts. One, reels have been a real thorn in my side lately. So I'm excited that the meta Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to call that company now, I guess technically we call them meta, that they now have Reels scheduling in the Creator Studio app. And this is exciting because at least in the platform that we use right now, our Reels for clients are not scheduling properly. I'm having to do those all manually because they aren't posting the way I intend them to. And so I'm excited. Hopefully, Meta will make that easier for us by making that available in their app. And then Google has announced that they have some new updates, and they're putting focus on quality content written for people, as in not keyword stuffed and not clickbaity type of things. And the important thing to remember is that you want to include your keywords while talking like a human for a human. And then remembering that even if you're sharing the news about something or sharing an update, You want to remember to include your own insights and thoughts as part of that content because that will help it rank higher. They want original content that is not clickbaity.
0: All right. So next episode, we are going to talk about 10 Habits of Highly Successful Content Creators. I think this will be a fun one. I think so too. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us five stars, share with a friend, and subscribe.